I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Eye on the Hill 2023, special coverage on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. And welcome back. I am Derek Brown with my co-host, Leah Murray, a professor at Weber State, and we're filling in for the unfillinable <laughs> Boyd Matheson. Is I'm that not a word? sure that's a word, but that was I great. just made it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good job. And this week, it is now officially week two of the 2023 legislative session. For the political geeks out there, this is kind of like Super Bowl season. Um, a lot going on. It's 45 days, and it moves fast. So any of you who are watching what's going on, it moves quickly, and it ends exactly 45 days after it begins. And so now that we're in week two, what can you expect from lawmakers this week? And what bills should we be keeping on as they make their way through the House and the Senate? Yeah, so we've got Majority Leader Senator Evan Vickers from the Utah State Senate with us on the show. Welcome to the show, Senator. Well, thank you, uh, Derek, and it's nice to be with you. So first, let me just say right out of the gate that Derek off the air said the Senate is boring and all of the fun stuff is happening over in the House. Is he right? Is that true? She's paraphrasing (laughs) what I said, Senator. (laughs) Having served in the House myself, I feel like I can, you know, poke fun of you guys a little bit. Well, I actually served in the House when you were there, if you remember right. So am I right? (laughs) Now that you're in the Senate. It's it's always more more raucous in the House. It's... uh, it's more sedate and methodical, and, you know, we just always have to fix whatever the house screws up. Oh, so. I love that. <laughs> that was he couldn't resist that. <laughs> All right, so Senator Vickers. No, I, re- yeah, I couldn't resist. Let's get real. So tell us what is on the agenda this week. So what do you have coming up that you're watching or that you're expecting? Or will it – I love that. It won't ever be raucous because you're the Senate, but will it get a little testy? <laughs> Well, you know, and thank you. You know, it's this year is a different year. It has started out somewhat different than in the past. And for those political geeks like uh, me and Derek, you know, you know that uh, usually the first week is kind of pomp and circumstance. You kind of slowly, methodically move into things and get committees going. Well, we we kind of started out pretty raucous. You know, we had SB 16 here on our side and HB 215. SB 16 is the transgender bill and dealing with surgeries and puberty blockers, uh, HB 215 is the school choice bill. Uh, that bill passed out of committee uh, yesterday. I think the vote was seven to two, and now we'll go to our floor. The way the schedule works, um, so this time of the session, you know, some days are dedicated to Senate bills because we're only on the floor for like an hour a day. That bill will be heard on our floor uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is a House day. So the plan is to hear that bill the first time. And in the Senate, we read them twice. So we, we debate them twice. So we'll debate it both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then today, this afternoon, in uh, House Health and Human Services, Senate Bill 16, which is Senator Kennedy's bill that passed out of the Senate dealing with the transgender issues, and also HB 132, which is Representative Schiff's bill, dealing with uh, puberty blockers and treatment, medication treatment in transgender children uh, will both be heard in health, health, health and human services. So I'm sure that'll be very lengthy. Uh, 
you know, it could be, I don't know if it's going to be raucous or not, but it could certainly be eventful. So tell us about the strat. Oh, go ahead. Was there another bill? No, you know, there's a few other things going on. You know, we've got the state flag bill, SB 31, Senator McKay. uh, He circled it this morning and and talked to us in caucus. There's a couple of modifications he's looking to change. So that'll probably be heard. I don't know if he's planning on hearing that. Probably now it'll probably be Friday, I'm guessing, before we hear that again. Um, If you want a fun bill, if you want a fun one to watch, uh, SCR5, that's Senator Cullimore's bill to change Halloween to observe that the last Friday of every October. My kids are talking about that one, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then quickly, base budget bills. Uh, We we do base budgets, and those will be uh, lifted from rules tomorrow. We'll vote on four of them here in the Senate, and the House will vote on four, and then we'll swap and do that, finish those off Thursday. That way we have a budget in case everything blows up, so... Anyway, those are going through the system, too. So talk a little bit about the strategy of having a lot of these big bills the first couple of weeks of session. And and truthfully, I feel like it's sort of a no-win situation for those of you in the legislature, because if the big bills go in the, you know, the fifth or sixth week of the session, you're accused of, you know, sneaking them through at the last second. If they are the first couple of weeks of the session, you're accused of, you know, ramming it through right at the beginning of the session. It seems like it's sort of a no-win situation, and because I, I mention that because I've heard that in the context of the uh, the school choice bill. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you know, and that is a perception, but the reality is that these bills have been discussed for a long time. It'd be different if the policy hadn't been discussed during the interim, that the, the actual bill language hadn't been out and available before the session started, but that's not the case. You know, with these two bills, I... I sit on health and human services, have my whole 15 years I've been on health and human services. So I've sat through, I can't tell you how many committee meetings on on the transgender issue. So those those things were debated at length during the interim. The language is put out. So those policies have been out there in front of the public and in front of the legislature. So, yeah, it's a little change from norm, um, but moving those through through quickly uh, is not necessarily saying that we're just speeding up the process and trying to not observe, you know, protocols because that isn't the case, with, especially with these two bills. Well, and as I used to say when I was in the House, even though it's a 45-day session, it always felt like really the session is all year long, but you're only voting 45 days of the year. The rest of the year, you are debating some of these issues and these bills and and. I mean, for anybody who's been kind of watching, for instance, the school choice bill, this has been percolating and been discussed for 
I don't know, since, well, since last session at a minimum, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, and as, if you get some of these high profile bills, then you, there's a lot of work still to be done. And uh, if you have something like this to, to take the focus away all, all the way through the session, you don't want this is not a bill you want to be doing the last night of the session. These are bills you want to do when there's, you know, people are fresh and you have opportune time. And, and plus, at the same token, you want to provide opportune input. And I mean, the committee meetings we've held on these have been very lengthy and then uh, allowed for ample uh, opportunities for people to input their thoughts into it. Right. And so I feel like, Senator Vickers, maybe the answer is this is not the Super Bowl season for political nerds because maybe we should, as a public, I don't know, be paying a lot or as close attention when you all are in interim as well, right? So what I kind of hear is, you are working, <laughs> you know, you're doing your research, doing your due deliberation, but maybe most of us in Utah think we don't have to pay attention until January. Does that make sense? But you all have been working all year and we should be doing a better job clocking that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I go home, you know, people have that perception that I, I only work 45 days a year. And uh, actually, of course, some of it is because of my leadership role, but I, I have to make on the average, two to three trips to Salt Lake every month, uh, sometimes more. Sometimes I'll have out-of-state uh, obligations, you know, different things. So I'm – and, you know, even when I'm home working in my pharmacies, doing – working primarily I do book work. Now, I don't work as much. I turn that over to my kids. But the same token, I have something every day, you know, and usually it's two or three things every day that I have to deal with legislative duties. And so it, it is pretty much a full-time job, even – even though we're not considered that. Well, and because you represent the Iron County area and live in Cedar City, I'm assuming, you know, two or three times a month is, you've gotten to the point where you probably could drive the I-15 almost blindfold. Not that you would do that, but you probably <laughs> yeah, do that, know you? that road inside and out. Yeah. Barring traffic within five minutes, I know exactly where I'm at. But, you know, and I have a big district, too. My district goes from Juab County clear down through Washington County. Oh, that's so. right. It does. Well, yeah. Senator Evan Vickers, the majority leader in the Utah Senate, has been with us. Thank you, Senator Vickers, for being with us. No, thank you for having me. And more to come on Inside Sources. The White House has a new chief of staff coming on board soon. He's known as, in D.C. at least, as Mr. Fix-It. But can he fix all of the administration's problems? Find out next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.